Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on CityCast Philly. A lot of teens have jobs to support their families or just to have spending money in their pockets. But here in the city, there's been a surge in complaints about businesses violating child labor laws. I'm speaking with a local journalist about what's behind this crackdown and how teens feel about it. It's Monday, December 4th. I'm Trinina Ree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Mirindi, investigative reporter at Billy Penn. It's good to have you back on the show. Great to be here, Trinae. You know, you talked to some teens, some Philly teens. What did they tell you are the reasons why they go to work? Was it to have spending money in their pockets or it was out of necessity? Well, obviously money, having spending money or money for their families is uh, the main reason. I talked to one um, young person who wanted to work in part for the experience as well. She was heading off to college and she thought, well, I'll need to get a job in college. And so I want to get some experience before then. But a lot of young people say they really need to work and in some cases support their families. Their parents may not be present. They may not be in school anymore and they really need to support themselves. And According to a legal aid attorney I talked to of Pennsylvania workers who earn the minimum wage or less, a little more than half are under 25 years old. And teens are generally among the state's lowest paid workers. And so uh, they there are certainly a lot of those workers and they need to work a lot of hours if they are going to make enough money to make a difference. So. Mayor, your reporting covered the considerable rise in child labor violation complaints in Pennsylvania this year. Can you tell me what's been going on in the Commonwealth? Well, there has been nationally a rise in issues and complaints about child labor law violations. It's part because the employment market is tight and so employers are looking to hire teens more. There's also a big issue in certain parts of the country with young immigrants coming in and need, needing to work and doing jobs that aren't really appropriate for young people. In Pennsylvania, it's a little less clear exactly what's going on. There was a new administration that came in and, and a new labor secretary who's uh, a lawyer who has focused on labor law issues. And so it may have had something to do with that, that she is focusing more for whatever reason, the state says it got a lot more complaints of alleged child labor law violations, something like three times as many in the first eight months of this year compared to last year. So they started wow. looking into those. Some of those were older violations from the past few years, mm -hmm. but uh, those resulted in a lot more fines being issued this year, as I understand it, across the state compared to previous years. Now, we'll talk about some of those actual violations specifically later in the show. But I first want to talk about how do the state regulations actually protect children? Yeah, the state, like every state, has had laws for many, many years, for, for generations, uh, setting rules about how much 
young people can work, how many hours in a day, how many hours in a week, what kind of breaks uh, they're required to get, and and things like they have to have work permits, they have to let their school district know they're working. And all this is to protect children, to make sure they're not being exploited, to make sure that they're able to go to school as necessary. And there's a whole documentation system through the state's Department of Labor and Industry to keep track of employees generally and make sure that people are being paid correctly and getting their information in case various issues related to workers' compensation come up and so on. And so as part of that, employers have to report certain things specifically about their younger employees, and that lets the state keep track of all that and in some cases do investigations. When we come back from the break... We'll learn more about which Philly companies were flagged with child labor violations. You're listening to CityCast Philly. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Mayor, I want to talk more specifically about Philly. What companies in the city were flagged for violations? When the state announced this surge in complaints, I asked them for a list of the actual fines and companies. They gave me the list for the whole state, and I looked at those for Philly. And it was pretty interesting to see some of the companies that actually got dinged for and and paid fines, sometimes somewhat substantial fines for violations over the last few years. So there was a there's a bowling alley called Thunderbird Lanes that had quite a few violations, uh, I think 99, and they paid something like $3,000 in in fines. And then Five Below, the discount chain, Honey Grow, the restaurant chain, Acme Markets had some, and there were several other businesses, mostly retail, food, things like that, places where young people would be working. Yeah. What were some of the violations? There are just a few groups of violations that come up a lot. One of them is break violations. Workers who are 14, 15, 16, 17, uh, not getting breaks at the required times. That is every five hours, I think it is for many of them. Um, Working too many hours, depending on your age, you're limited to how many hours you can work. So people getting violations for that. Kids not having work permits. Kids not notifying their school districts. Those were the the main ones that came up over and over again. Now, how do those violations actually get discovered, right? That's what I'm kind of wondering in all of this. Yeah, it seems like they they come out in different ways, Some sometimes sort of accidentally or as a byproduct of something else. Uh, I talked to one of the owners of Thunderbird Lanes, and he said that there was a young employee who wasn't presenting his work papers as required and had some other problems. So they fired him. So then he went and complained to apparently to the state or to someone else. And then the state investigators looked into it and they're like, oh, here are a whole bunch of employees who are working too many hours, who are clocking out too late, who aren't getting their breaks um, and, and things like that. And so they end up 
issuing a bunch of violation notices. And there are probably other similar kinds of situations where something comes to the state's attention, they do a deeper dive, and they they find out more violations. Okay, so once they do that deep dive, I mean, what's been the response from these companies that get hit with the violation? It's usually a combination of we're sorry and we wish that this system worked a little bit differently. The The Bowling Alley co-owner said, yeah, it's true. We we didn't uh, follow the laws to the letter in some cases. He claims that they were they were small violations. For example, kids working past uh, 11 p.m. like by just a few minutes. And so he had to make sure that they're clocking out at the right time. He claims that he was giving them breaks, but he was paying them for the breaks. And, and so they didn't count as official breaks. Um, it was interesting, though. I got um, some of the places didn't respond when I reached out. But Honeygrow said it takes the hiring of minors very seriously. And it blamed the the problems that it ran into on the system for reporting employee information to the State Department of Labor and Industry. It said it was manual and cumbersome, and they actually are using paperwork instead of doing these this filing electronically. And for example, New Jersey has a better electronic system, according to Honeygrow, and so these kinds of problems don't come up as much. It's a little hard to verify some of these claims because the state right. didn't release a lot of detailed information, but that's that's what the companies are saying. So there are also advocates who are asking for some reforms in some of these child labor laws. What do they want to see changed? Yeah, since this issue has gotten a lot of attention nationally, some state legislators have said the laws need to be tightened up. So State Representative Regina Young, who represents parts of Philadelphia, introduced a bill that would increase the penalties that the companies would have to pay if they're found to be violating. Right now, theoretically, they can get something like $5,000 fine per violation, but no one ever pays that. It's usually settled for much less. So presumably that would increase the disincentive to ignore the law or, or be lax about the law. Then there's another um, state legislator, Ryan McKenzie from Lehigh County, who proposed a, a more extensive set of reforms that would turn some of these violations into misdemeanors. So that's like an actual criminal charge mm-hmm. and require more reporting, including to some federal authorities. And that has raised some concerns that if you're reporting these to, for example, immigration enforcement, then immigrants are less likely to report violations. They don't want to get in trouble with the federal government. And that would allow employers to exploit them because they know they're not going to be reported. So those th- that legislation is out there. We'll have to see which of those actually become law. Now, how do young people feel about this crackdown? How does it affect them? I think that they're probably just dimly aware of it. Young people, their priority is working, making money. In some cases, they want to work more hours and they're dismayed when they're forced to limit them, especially if you're on the younger side. You're only allowed to work, I think, a half day. And some teens would say, I I urgently need this money. Please let me work more hours. That's what the the bowling alley co-owner told me. He also noted that he had to stop paying his teen employees for their break time 
in order for it to count as a proper break. And so as a result, they're losing some money and they're upset about that. So it seems like some teens are actually not that excited about uh, being strict about following the laws. Mm -hmm. However, I did talk to one uh, lawyer who works with a lot of teens who work, lower income teens who work, and she noted that some of these jobs are quite difficult and, and even potentially exploitative. And so it's quite important that the laws are followed. That's Mayor Rindy, investigative reporter at Billy Penn. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You can read Mayor's full story in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Let us know what you think of the show and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.